Fighting spirit is strong, so you have my respect. At the very least, you'll shatter as a hero. You'll be spared from watching the end of the human world. <laughs> you are all wrong about that. Much the same as my soul does, the human world remains eternal. I leave humanity's future to you. Leonidas. Mic check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check. Mic check, waifu, waifu. Tell, is that you? Polo Born Fly, what's going on, brother man? What's up, my brother? Oh, man. Well, I don't know, man. It's been an intense, what, last couple of weeks? We For got a sure. lot of endings. For sure. For and sure. some new beginnings. Absolutely. That I'm excited about. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of My Check Waifu Waifu. So, this is episode 30, the Dirty 30 of My Check Waifu Waifu. I'm your host, Polo. That's Till. Uh, you can follow our social media at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. Um, and as always, this show, as well as every other episode of this show, is brought to you by Lou Complex. Go to LouComplex.com, use the offer code Waifu to save on your entire cart. Also, we cannot go into the new year without thanking our patrons. Patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu, our producers of this episode and pretty much almost every episode since we started our Patreon, Monique Williams, Connor, and Chris Goodywin. Thank y'all so much for supporting the show. We appreciate you so very much. It means a lot to so us. So very much. All of the patrons, not just the producers, but all of you. You're awesome. Anyway, this is a new year. This is 2020. Um, a new slate of my check waifu waifu coming at you from the beginning of the year, which is dope. Um, we do got a few topics to talk about, um, including our, our review of Villain Saga, which is going to be a very important one for the anime culture. <laughs> um, I pretty much already got the scores I want to give Villain Saga in my head already. So we're going to probably say that's a second before we go into our break. Um, or maybe cut our break in a little bit early this episode. Maybe do some experimenting with how we're going to do this episode layout. Because I know one thing that we plan on changing for you guys in 2020 is that we're going to structure the show a little bit more um, each episode. So each episode, we're going to try to bring you some news. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, of course, what we're watching. And then maybe a review or just a, a hard discussion on an anime topic. And then, of course, our show. Uh, that we're currently watching at the back half of the show. So that pretty much stays the same there, but pretty much going to add a little bit more structure to the show. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Please feel free to leave us any feedback that you have by writing into the show by going to mikecheckwaifuwaifu.com slash contact. We would appreciate that. Um, so first, I want to start off with this topic. Um, it's not essentially a news topic to start the year off, but it's um, a look at the winter chart in 2020. We did this maybe a couple of months back when a uh, winter chart was released, but a lot of anime has been announced and released and starting to come out now for the winter slate of uh, 2020. So, tell which one of these have you started already, if you started any? So, um, as you already know, and a few on Twitter already know, I just recently started Haikyuu. And, uh, Brother, it starts off really, really good, but I'm nowhere near this uh this season. It's gonna take me a minute to get up to a fourth season, but I'm gonna binge it oh, and try and get there as soon as possible. Oh, this is the fourth season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm tripping. Okay. That's that's what I was saying. Looking at this is a little bit of a a, a spoiler to me. Cause you just started it. Yeah, but like this this beginning picture kind of looks like a spoiler. I don't know. It might not be at all, but I'm just saying. Me, like <laughs> That's interesting. Like, they give I didn't me information. Even, I didn't even realize it until you just said that and I looked over at my other monitor and saw fourth season of Haikyuu. I didn't even mm-hmm. think they had three other ones, to be honest. I thought they only had the one season, but that's dope for the yeah, sports I mean, people, anime fans. They, they loving these seasons, though. And, and yeah. I, I think, I don't know, Paula, have you ever watched any sports anime, bro? Uh, man, no. 
I think you got to give it a chance. I know you're not going to give it a chance, but I think you got to. Uh, like, maybe I'll try. It, it's really, it's more, it's very sports oriented, obviously, but it's more a slice of life. And I think you would honestly enjoy it, bro. You got to give it a go. Okay. All right. I don't know if that's going to get me to give it a go. But <laughs> I, don't, for, I don't know what it is, man. There's certain types of anime, animated I just cannot like give a, even a chance to. There's mm-hmm. magical girl anime. I can't I can't give them a shot for some reason. I don't know there's what it is. There's some hype ones out there. I know. I heard. I heard there's some really good ones. And there's sports anime that I just yeah. do not want to give like the time of day to. I mean, does initial D count as a sports anime or is that just racing? I mean, it's still a sport though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. That one was special to me. Um, mm. What that made one, that special? Uh, I don't, man, maybe was it was. It, was, what, it, was it the story? Yes, but it was also what? it was also the cars, brother. I mean, I don't know, bro. I feel like if you you like good storylines though, yeah, you like character true. development, you that's like true. seeing all that progression. I definitely think that's true. You would, you would rock with one of these sports anime. Maybe, maybe I'll have to give it a shot. Maybe I'll have to give it a shot. There's a lot on this winter 2020 list that uh, that got me super hyped. I know uh, Darwin's game started recently. Mm-hmm. I just watched the Damn. first episode of that. There's another anime that I didn't think I was going to like because every anime that tried to do this, um, I guess you could call it Battle Royale, maybe except for uh, Diary. What, what's it called? Fuck. Cell phone diary, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the one you were you were talking about. You did like, yeah, those like battle royale anime has have not been good. Like for instance, King's Game was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Juni Tyson was good up until the end. That was probably yeah. the worst an ending of any anime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. What else is another battle royale um anime? Well, well, I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure they are basing it off of, you know, the movie Actually, Battle Royale. Yeah. The Japanese movie Battle Royale that is like a cult classic and they're trying to. For Dar- Darwin's game? Well, I'm talking about all of these. Uh, just all of like Battle Royale yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Start, it, start off in a classroom. Right. This one's a little bit different because it all starts off of a, a free to play phone game. Um, very interesting story, man. Because at at first I was not into it until it started to ramp up, and it started to ramp up almost like immediately. Because this is all in the first episode, so the guy has a cell phone. Um, no, a guy is like running from something that's chasing him, and he's trying to think of ways to get out of the situation that he's in. He gets into the situation like a like a tight spot with this uh like this mascot chasing him, and he ended up getting killed and it flashed to the classroom to show that uh that um his his like classmates are like looking for him because he basically went missing um they don't know where he is and and one of his other like classmates best friend was also involved in this game and he's like he figured that he might have lost and that's all in like the first 10 minutes of the show, like the first 10 minutes of the uh, first episode. It's super intense. And then like the main character accidentally get involved with the phone app and it starts the Darwin's game for him. And it it has probably. Um, I mean, so far, this is the only real like real besides Orisuki, but real winner 2020 wife who I seen. But it, it features her and it. Oh. And I'm a fan of that, but it's good, man. This first episode is good. It's another one of those like 45 minute episodes, which is always a, a plus. Yeah, um, this may be my um, my hit so far, but there's so many other shows coming out. Um, another one I started was a uh, ID Invaded. I think it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's what I actually wanted to talk about. I haven't seen it, but it looks like it's interesting. It seems to be garnering a lot of hype. So it's super weird. Um. The art style is weird to me. Like, not the art. It's not the art style that's weird. It's the character design. Something about their face kind of throws me off. Um, but other than that, it's like super mystery feel. Like, the mystery is strong in this one. It almost has like, um, it has like this super pre-established world that they don't really fully explain. They just kind of throw hints in there like per episode one and two. 
like small, small hints of it. But boy, I am super intrigued by it. And that got us a like from Funimation when I shouted that out on our um, <laughs> on our Twitter, which is dope. But yeah, it's a uh, very interesting. So, um, one that I was actually just looking at that actually kind of gar- like grasped my attention is what is it called, Orphan? Orphan. Um, yeah, so it's a remake of an original 1998, 1999 anime, right? Ooh. Uh, but what I like about it is this, this description. And it reminds me of, I, we talked about it before. Um, it's a, a webtoon, like manga series. Oh. Uh, called, um, by the name of Tower of God, right? Yeah. yeah. And this has a very, I mean, the guy is apparently the strongest in the tower. And he doesn't care about any of the, any of the, like, the BS. He's just chasing after this mysterious dragon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of interested in that because it, it reminds me of Tower of God. And I want to see like if it's being if it's worthy of being remade after 25 years, it's probably right. actually going to be super good. And to and be honest, I'm interested. Yeah, I was going to say, and to be honest, the remakes that's been coming out lately have been. Row, row, row. Yeah, I've been on point, man. They've been fire. Right. Yeah, even all the way back to what was it? Cash and Sins was a great remake. Yeah. Uh, Fruits Basket. Was another mm-hmm. uh, great slice of life remake. They're they're doing those well. I mean, even you you count Hunter X Hunter. Yep, it, w- it wasn't that new, but you know, it still was a remake <laughs> that was quality yeah. for sure, especially with that animation. Um, yeah, man. Another one. Uh, there's a quite a few. I I tried to start Asteroid in Love, but it's man, it's, the first f- few minutes completely turned me off. Um, another one I'm I'm looking into is this uh is this isekai one, what's yeah. it called? Um, Infinite Dendrogram. Yeah, I actually that name caught me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's a good isekai because we have too many bad ones. Yeah, well, recently we kind of have for sure. We kind of have for sure. Like uh, this one says in the year 2043, Infinite uh Dendrogram. Dendrogram. I do, those words together don't sit right with my brain. But the first <laughs> was the first world's uh, was the world's first successful full dive at VR MMO. Uh, it was released in addition to its abilities to perfectly simulate the five senses senses, along with as many other many amazing features. The game is promised to offer players a full world of infinite. And then it says the title of the damn show again. Yeah, but that definitely piqued my interest. Um, because it has a this. I mean, the start is literally Sword Art Online, almost to a T, except for the year is twenty forty three instead of twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty two or something like that when it started. Uh, I think it was. I was yeah. It was. Uh, it was pretty. It's like twenty twenty two, something after where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> Because where we are now in world of the war of the underworld is twenty twenty six, so I think that's right. Because it was a few years after uh, that incident happened. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Of course, I'm still looking forward to Pet. That isn't out until another. It says that the first episode is aired, but not yet. Um, but in six more days. What about um? Well, we're both gonna be hyped about this, and I know you're already hyped about it. You just probably haven't said nothing yet. <clears throat> Made in Abyss's sequel of the movie comes out in 10 days. Oh, yeah, but then we already established that that's not doing anything but recapping the story. No, this is the sequel to Made in Abyss. This isn't even the, this isn't like the original movie that was the recap. This oh, the it's the continuation. Yes. Holy shit. It's coming in 10 days. 10 days and 18 hours. Bro, yeah, you're right. That's probably now, well, besides ReZero season two. That's probably my second mm. most anticipated. <laughs> right. Oh my god, dude! And ReZero's coming out in the spring, by the way. We got so much on the way. I'm hype. Spring, I'm so looking forward to, man. You, you just don't understand. Another one that's uh, about to air soon is um, something called Plunderer, which looks super interesting. Hmm. Um. I was looking at that one too. I think that's another. It might be a sleeper on the list. I mean, hopefully we get another kind of like Ash of Austin Space Sleeper. I don't know about that one. It's kind of hard to... Maybe Darwin's game could be. But I, 
looking at this list, I don't see anything that even looks as let like you know how Astro Lost in Space just did not catch her eye. Yeah. A lot of these are not catching our eye, but it's for the right reasons, I believe. Yeah. Like I, I'd have to agree with you. <laughs> like just looking at some agree. of these just like ARP backstage pass, no thank you. Yeah. Um Zen and Zara looks like it has some some cool art here, but also I like that's mad flashy for a for a picture. Oh, true. And that could be just like we trying to bait you into watching at least one episode. Exactly. First episode be fire. Every episode afterwards is trash. Exactly. Now, the Astro Lost in Space sleeper here can be pet, though. With that so, premise. So that, that's that's where you at. We're going to say pet. Yeah. What about you? I don't know, bro. It's hard. To, it's hard, man. It's hard looking at these. It might end up being something goofy. I'm telling you, like we got Toei Animation on Healing Good Precure, and I'm oh. like, that's a magical girl. Yep, <laughs> that's not my jam. Yeah, it's not my jam either, bro. Uh, I don't what know. What about man, this, this uh, Fury though? Another Isekai. It looks like I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh for those of you that that, that are uh, wondering what we're looking at, we're going to drop a link to this uh, list that we're looking at inside of the show notes. So just go to the show notes of whatever podcast app you're listening um, from and then click the uh, any chart link and you'll be able to okay. follow along with us here. Now, I'm going to tell you this. At first, I didn't even look at it and I wasn't going to pay attention to it. It's another sports anime and you're probably not going to watch it. Right. But this literally has my attention just off the the name itself and I feel like I gotta give it attention. Oh. It's called um Breakers. That's like and the bottom end, yeah. The anime will center around para athletes who all meet an outcast sports scientist named Ren Narita. The anime will have four stories about four different sports, wheelchair, basketball, track and high jump, goal ball and Paralympic swimming. And I actually one hundred percent I'ma check this out. Oh yeah. I would love to get your review of that. I'm checking that out. That's gonna be added to the list. All right, well, then let me give you one uh, of these, uh, a rom-com that I'm looking forward to. Uh-oh. Science fall in love. <laughs> Science fall, fell in love, so I tried to prove it. Don't understand that title at all, but I'm interested. <laughs> Wait, where is it at, though? It's uh, about middle of the page. Okay. Science fell in love, so I tried to prove it. Super interesting. Um. He said, uh, it says that uh, it's, a, it's about a scientist that wants to find out if love can be solved by a scientific theory. And they can't, but they're going to do it. I mean, they're going to try it anyway. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Hopefully, it's a good comedy. Because Orsugi had the best rom-com comedy this, since we started this podcast. Even though Hensky tried to take that, but Hensky ended up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm I'm gonna try and watch a a, a a romance. No way, really? Yeah, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give one a go. I gotta find one. Oh, man, let me let me let me vet out the science one first before yeah, I. Suggest. I mean, that's not gonna be it. I'm not gonna. That's not gonna be it. <laughs> I gotta find. I gotta find another one, bro. I gotta find. It don't have to be new. I'm just gonna. Oh. Try and find. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna just try and find any romance one. That I haven't heard no one talk about. Okay. And hopefully it's just good on the low. That's going to be a dope-ass experiment to find out what you think. <laughs> yeah. I just want to try something different. Let's just give it a go. Let's do it. Um, so, <laughs> I, I also wanted to say this. This is just something Monique recommended. She was like, have y'all ever uh, discussed adult um, anime? <laughs> And I was like, baby, the only thing that make anime adult is either too much blood or purity. Hentai. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> we probably like, won't do that. I'm like, we, 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 at some point we might have like a, a extra episode yeah, somewhere right. down the line. But so <laughs> someone we can give our viewers, our main viewers, our listeners a warning and say, hey, this might get yeah. a little, uh, this is an adult episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't let your kids listen to this. I don't know the chances of having something like that is, but uh, don't worry, listeners. We won't do you like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> we ain't gonna do you dirty. You have a heads up yeah. in, in something. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's funny that she even brought that up. <laughs> I, I I was like, yo, I, I'm down for it, but just think, like, you got to sit down and watch a whole series, right. of, like something that's adult. The most adult thing I think we could even talk about is uh, Berserk. Oh, true. That one's a phenomenal one. Well, the original, anyway. Yeah, um, all the bloodshed, all yeah. the other horrible things that happens. This, uh, I'm telling you though, when you start this Darwin's game, this got it. It's got the bloodshed. I'm talking mm-hmm. like. Heads being cut in half, blood shit. I mean, you know, I'm with that life. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's intense. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on from their winter 2020 list. I am looking forward to a lot of these. We're gonna do a deep dive of uh of these shows in the future, so trust and believe that's coming. We'll tell you what our sleeper hits are. <sighs> now. Is there anything you want to discuss before we get into the Villain Saga review? <clears throat> oh, okay. So I just want to say this because this just really popped up in the Fate Grand Order manga or anime, sorry. Which, uh, the episode eight aired, by the way? Oh, yeah. Oh, even better when I watch the full thing, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It, it's really just, is that the one with Leonidas and mm-hmm. Tiamat fight? Okay. I hate that they call so, them Leonidas, but. Yeah. They're, they're Japanese. They're not saying this name properly. <laughs> but, so what I already love about Fate Grand Order is kind of like the storyline and progression. Yeah. This most recent episode, I think I'm on like episode 13 or something like, oh, episode 12 is where I'm at. I It wasn't my favorite episode because it had like this really like, and it is really just one part that pissed me off, but it really wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, you're in the underworld and you have to answer a question and they do this like fucking game show ding. Oh no. And I was just like, why y'all do that? Yeah. But they only did it once. It was like they did it to be funny. And it was like, it, was, it wasn't funny at that point in time. That don't flesh. show. But there is a character introduced in this episode. And you may have already seen her. You have seen her for sure. Uh, a deity. Uh, part of the, uh, the Three Goddess Alliance. Okay. The final goddess. And uh, you've seen her already. You just don't, like, it's hard to even recognize that you've seen her. Okay. And the issue with it is the fact that she is the new, like, I've, I've seen her on Twitter like 10 times already. Um, I opened up my phone to go on Facebook and she's on Facebook. And for the fake Grand Order game, she is the new character you can get. And I'm just like, so Erishka Gal is taking over uh, the anime waifu arena right now. Mm. And she's she's like this blonde deity. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't I know exactly what you're talking. They didn't really you get, show her yet, but they're like you get you just see her hair mm-hmm. and like her her necklace, and that's it. You don't see nothing else of her until you get to this point. And even at this point, we haven't actually seen her face yet, mm-hmm. but we about to see her face. Interesting. And I'm just like, this is about to be. It is gonna be interesting because she's super pretty from like everything, like uh, cry posted a picture of his his uh version of her yep yep which is amazing of course she it is sick. yeah i did thank we you did. for little complex a sponsor right <laughs> <laughs> so we did see her face um because she's i mean she's ishtar basically basically right yeah um they're like but not really it. yeah exactly it, it, spoilers slight spoilers for that but yeah for, even though I haven't watched the other face series, I know I was kind of talking last week about how it was kind of hard to follow. It gets better. It gets so much better and easier to understand once you get past that initial like first three episodes or four episodes even because we're just kind of watching it and they kind of flash back to different stuff that that happened that I guess I don't, we don't know yet happened or we do like that. That part was confusing because I just know with so many episodes, so many different uh, I guess you can call it timelines in the series, but the show is great, man. And uh, how does you foldable do two completely different art styles extremely well? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. 
It's so good. And I think that's the the beauty of it is that I guess their their artists are diverse. You know, they can mm-hmm. split up what they do. It's amazing. And I mean, yeah, that's the best part is that like having that versatility. Yeah, so she's definitely uh a waifu for sure. I love it. <laughs> that uh that snake bitch though. Excuse my language. Uh, TMI. Yeah, TMI was exactly that. She kind of made you Saudi. Yeah, she did. Just because of yeah, the Leonidas, man. Dude, I felt so much. And they, they did a good job dude, I, at making you feel something for Leonidas. Dude, I might even put the dubbed version of his little speech at the beginning of this episode. Because it's great, dude. He's The voice actor they chose for him was phenomenal, too. Like, great fucking choice. It almost sounded like Matt Mercer a little check bit. Check that out. It kind of sounded like Matt Mercer a little bit, but I know it's not. It's like a kind of an off-brand Matt Mercer, but he still, he sounded so fucking just heroic. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He, like he they had, had to, to make him sound good because in the in the anime, he sounds like he is inspiring. And I'm like, I'm reading the subtitles and I hear his voice and I'm getting hype and I'm just like, I can't believe this is about to go down. I'm like, Leonidas is about to take down Tiamat. Right. And I, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just funny, bro. It's real good, dude. It's real good. Yeah, they did a good job with that dub casting for sure. So it may may be a little piece of that at the beginning of this episode. Um, we'll see, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, yeah, though. So now, do we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do our review of Villain Saga. Or do you want to take a quick break and come back and do it? Nah, nah. We we got we got time. We didn't spend too much time doing that, did we? Nah, not at all. It's only twenty five minutes in. All right, Villain Saga. As you know, we have an official review scale for my Check Waifu Waifu. Quick explanation of the review scales. We break every we break up um, the anime into basically five different uh, topics, five different, uh, I guess, categories, you used to say. And what are those five categories, too? <laughs> we got pacing, animation, sound design, story, and characters. Those are our five things that we rate individually. We give our own individual scores on those particular topics. We combine those scores together and then we combine that score together to give an overall score of the show. Our official overall score of the show. So, without further ado, Villain Saga review starts now. Until, what do you give Villain Saga's first category in our official review scale? We not even gonna talk about it. We just gonna straight up just go like, hey, I think this is this. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm just, I mean, I, all right. So the main thing I wanted to talk about with Villain Saga is I was listening to Worst Gen podcast, and the they homies. were talking about yeah, the homies. We was uh, <laughs> they was talking about how Canute's um, character progression was too fast and didn't seem realistic. Yeah, I disagree. So I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Oh, we both disagree. Oh, oh my god! I didn't bro. even know this. Okay, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Same. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. So Canute comes out. He's this quiet dude, and he only talks to his main main dude, his main henchman guy. Um, I forgot that henchman's he, name, but yeah, I mean, he's he was important to the story, but Canute was where the focus was, right? Mm-hmm. The what we see in Canute, in um, Canute is the fact that he is quiet and he doesn't speak um, to others because he he has the understanding that anything he says has value and maybe taken incorrectly. Yep. And he says this after being treated like uh, crap, basically by Thorfinn, mm-hmm. because Thorfinn didn't want to like was like, "Why are you my age and acting like a punk?" Like, like you act yeah. like you, you acting like, you know, you can't speak for yourself. And he says to him, I understand that I can speak for myself. I just don't want to because of this reason. And that was the first sign of this, this future king who was powerless speaking out and um, understanding his authority, understanding yeah. his place. But it wasn't even it wasn't even him understanding his place. It was just him, his shell breaking. Right. Like that's his first sign of his shell breaking. He was he was actually speaking to someone outside of oh his, com- about, okay. his chain of command. Okay, yeah, you're talking about the actions. Right? I see. What yeah, the, the action itself, right? Yeah. Um, and then we get some more backstory about how when he was in the home, 
as a child, the only reason he survived was because he was quiet. He used his quietness as basically invisibility cloak. You know, his his way of staying alive was by lying low and pretending to be useless and weak. Straight up. But they also talk about how he understands the political power. He understands you know, the, the chain of the, the actions he needs to take to make a difference. Yep. And they explained the that boy, very well in the show. Yeah. The, the boy canoe, he, he is weak in a sense. Yes. He's not a good fighter. I mean, we can understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but he understands what he needs to do to make the right changes. Shortly after that, we see him, coming more and more out of his show as they're going through different villages and whatnot. We actually see him getting a chance to cook. We see him talking more with Thorfinn and others around him, you know, holding his tongue less, but still, you know, kind of choosing his words wisely. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of as we progress, when, when Ragnar actually dies, his, he didn't immediately change. He more or less broke. He was broken. And in that like moment of being broken, they had what at least a week before he, or not even at least a week, but a few days before he actually fully was like, you know what? Ragnar's dead. Um, love isn't anything but death, and the gods have, or God has essentially not forsaken us, but God won't come help us. So I have to help us. Right. Right. I have to make this our salvation. And I think that what he did was an understandable realization. You know, Mm -hmm. he, he saw that the, the only man who truly showed him any kind of love or anything, the only strong man that he personally knew was easily taken away. Uh, All those moments are no longer there with him. And the person that was somewhat protecting him and was going to be his new subordinate subordinate was the one who killed him. Straight up. And yet was still able to, uh, act reason like you know have reasoning in terms of like hey i'm going to work under you and do this and that and to him it's like i have to make the best decision now to move forward and make things different why why is earth hell with all these actions so yeah let's let's not understate how it happened because you kind of touched on it a little bit but i want to touch on it in more detail it's if you remember canute's whole thing was growing up he was taught religion he was brought to these pastors and and they were teaching him about christianity and he was learning about it and it was it was it was the faith that brought onto him the way he kind of like wanted to respond to just the world he wants to give the world love he wanted to show the world that love is important because jesus says so you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. because jesus went through this for us because god is almighty powerful and all he want is for people to love each other, not fight each other. That's the reason why essentially he was he was soft. He was brought up, you know, you know, a little bit weaker than than the rest. And like you said, he did use his his silence or his his, you know, his shyness as an in, invisibility cloak. So when all of that stuff happened, when as all of the stuff was happening and he does snap that flashback of him thinking about religion and what it's for and and how it's being utilized and and how it should be utilized he believes that this is the hell and we have to make the hell better to get to heaven that is probably the most important piece about canoe's change and that's why it, it the, the change seemed drastic i guess to some people but man watching watching that change was some of the most um riveting development uh, of like this story period yeah. like I even tweeted a lot more like man Canoe just came out with so much drip because <laughs> mm-hmm. he and, just it was it worked for me and we compare it to uh, let's say Thorfinn's change right, right. Um, Thorfinn's change was instant yep. you know and I I actually found it hard to believe that they thought Thorfinn's change was uh, more believable and I do personally believe, though, I I vibe with Thorfinn more than I vibe with Canoe 100%. because I feel as if like, yeah, I 100 percent believe Thorfinn's changed because if I if I was with my dad and I saw that happen, I'm on the spot. It's it's time to work. Right. And I'm going I'm to tag along until I can actually work and beat you. Right. Right. 
there was just so much great character development in this series that uh, it's ridiculous. That's it's, all I got. It's incredible. It's some of the best, uh, probably since Astro Lost in Space, for real. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the the canoe change can't change to me was a uh, was a real. I know a lot, another discussion that they, that they like to have on Worst Gen uh, is whose speech was better, Irwin's or Canute's. And I just, I can't, I can't compare, you can't compare the two. Like, right? Like, Irwin literally had people riding suicide missions. So his speech was way more effective. Um, But Canute's was made way more powerful because he changed from what he was to what he is now, essentially. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah well, Go ahead. Like that's what made it. Um, I guess I don't, I can't tell you who won that that whole speech battle uh, between those two. To be honest, because I don't. Yeah, they're so different for me. Like I think, um, yeah, they're just too different for me to even compare. My my idea on those two speeches is that yeah, they're different, right? But they they're different in regards to um, Canute was gaining control. Right. And was kind of like establishing it. that control. Erwin already had control, mm -hmm. but what he needed more than anything at that point in time was to let these people realize that, yes, we're going to die, mm -hmm. but we're dying for a purpose, right? Right. Whereas Knut was saying we're living for, for a purpose, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Er maybe Erwin's, maybe that's the answer. Maybe Erwin's was more impactful, more powerful because he was able to convince these soldiers to basically die. Yeah. That's the same thing if you're actually on a military battlefield, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, hey, it's a high chance we're going to get blown up, yep. but we got to protect where we're from, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It was great, though. I mean, all yeah. in all, Venom Saga is great. Let's start with this review now. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's rock with pacing first. Um, every The pacing was... a. Uh, Incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a time where I kind of didn't like the pacing because I was able to binge it for the most part because I didn't start it like a week to week thing. I started it until it was at like episode 21, I believe, and and watched it almost in two days all the way up to 21. And I must say, like uh, the pacing was, I, I I would have to give it a, a nine. The only reason why it gets a nine and not a ten. Is because there was um there were some portions at the beginning that was a little a little drug out, but like it wasn't it didn't hurt the show in any aspect, you know. I just don't I don't think it was necessary. Well, shit, yes, it was necessary. I don't know, I don't know. I just get a nine, okay? All right, bet. Uh, straight up ten for me. Yeah. I loved I loved everything about the pacing of the show. Up. I loved everything about the pacing of this show, bro. Uh, from the beginning, because we we learned to love characters that we never even got to see again. Mm -hmm. You you learn to you learn to even understand villains as well, mm -hmm. right? Like so, for example, you remember when we were watching uh, my hero a couple of episodes of the podcast back, and I said like, Vinland Saga did flashbacks right because when it was during a battle between a, one of the duels. The, the, one of the last duels, uh, uh, Ash, what's his name? Askeladd or whatever they Ascalad. call it. Yeah. Oh and, my God. And, the OG man. Yeah. And Thorfinn, the, the the last duel they had, and how he was, how he sat down and told me his backstory after he beat his ass. Like that. That is how it's done right there. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it was so hard for me to like be, you know, so hype on my hero because Villain Saga was just doing it right, man. Yeah, Askeladd wanted his life right there too. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> straight up speaking of that let's head straight into characters man it's, fuck dude you're not you're not gonna like this but I'm gonna give the characters a non only because I did not like Thorfinn as much as a lot of other people did Thorfinn got on my nerves because it was like maybe he would he, sh he should have started to realize what uh, Askeladd was trying to teach him fucking the entire time like dude your whole your whole broody teenness is not doing anything but holding you back. And it was so thrown in his face so many times. 
And I mean, I guess it's understandable because the guy killed your father, but like, bro, enough is enough of this broody attitude. Like you gotta, you gotta man up, you know, that, that's the only reason why I got a nod. And so uh, everybody else was perfect. Everybody, everybody else in the show is absolutely perfect. And the main character having that slight gripe with me, only a slight gripe. It's not even a big one. That slight gripe is what brought it down to a nine and not a 10. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm giving it a 10. Um, and that's and the, most of the reason I'm giving it a 10 is because I loved everything about Thorfinn. It was, Thorfinn was, in my opinion, he was so relatable. Like, and I knew what his, his problem was from the beginning. He, he was he relatable was, to you of all people. He was so angry. He was so angry, yeah, Polo. That's why that even when, even when dude, and you know, I, yeah, I don't get angry, exactly. but he, even when dude like was sleeping, he didn't want to kill him while he was asleep because mm-hmm. he wanted him to be awake. He wanted him to suffer the way he felt like he, his dad suffered. Right. right. Yeah. And to me that like showed an understanding but also a genuine level of hate in that it was like, no matter what I do, yes, I will help you, but only so that we can get to this point to where I can actually finally beat you. And then when it came to the end where he actually wasn't even able to kill him, like he, like he asked this dude, what are you going to do when I'm dead? Exactly. And he like thought about it. He's been teaching him that the entire fucking time they've been together. His whole... Yeah, and I think what what he didn't realize in reality is how much he truly loved this guy, even though he really hated him. Yeah, I see that. So I don't know. I loved it. He was too broody for me. It's it's cool. I get it though. All right. What's next? Let's jump into sound design. Oh God, yeah, this was wonderful, dude. This is wonderful. Um, the music was great. The swords clashing was f- oh, phenomenal. And every time somebody got cut or like a limb get sliced off, you heard it, you felt it. Um, man, just, uh, yeah, this gets a 9.5 for me. 9.5 for your boy. Sound design was great. And then the outro, the second outro and the first intro. The second intro, not so much, but the, the, the second outro, though, is probably going to be on my list for our uh, intro outro uh, episode. That's for sure. That outro was dope. Oh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. Now, right. uh, okay, 9.5. I'm going to give it an 8.5. You didn't like the sound? We already talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I was Saudi when I'm hearing swords clang and all he's doing is swinging at the air. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, the, the, who, who life is this? Was this, were you talking about the duels though that had that happen? Not even duels. It was just the fact that like he's swinging the sword in midair, not connecting with anything. And because it's like, cling, cling. The battle cling, in the cling. background, bro. No, it was he was by himself. No one else even had a sword, Polo. No one know, had a sword. I don't know sword. what episode this is. It, it, no one even had a sword. And then the, the scene when he broke his arm. Oh God! Yeah. And he like, uh, I mean, yeah, that sound was actually effect. That was that was good. Ugh. I'm talking about like when he broke his arm and he goes up like he's like training outside, you know, on the bag. Like he was making sound. Like his sword was making sounds when it wasn't even hitting anything yet. Like he was hitting. He hit the bag. And then he made a he he. I don't remember this. It was it wasn't as great as as you think it was. It is uh, though. It is. I'm gonna have to look this up because I don't remember these. Eight point five though. Okay, all right. Yeah, 8.5 we differ there. I, I love the sound, the music too, man. The music. Ah, uh, the music, the way it, it swells up on these emotional scenes, like when uh, Thor's was dying, dude. Uh, when he was on a boat and it, ah, uh, the, the oh, dude, yeah, I don't, I don't know, you tripping. All right, then speaking of scenes, what do you think about the animation? Uh, this one gets an eight point five for me. The only reason why it gets an eight point five for me is because everything was great until they would do the three D shit, 
when the 3D should have come on and they would it starts to look claymation-y in the background from some of these fight scenes. Like, it it didn't work with everything else. Like, whenever there was a duel, whenever there was a one-on-one battle or Thor's was punching or uh, Thorco was beating somebody up, it was perfect. But everybody else in the background and they would do the 3D, it would just, they would do that ugly-ass, like, not-done video game 3D motion that just didn't look good. And that kind of threw, it threw it all off for me because the foreground was so pretty foreground was gorgeous and then the background was just yeah you know i i agree with you a lot on this one um like the way i see it is that the animation was actually pretty good like yeah it it felt like it was above average but they didn't really blow me away enough Mm -hmm. you know so i'm giving it an eight 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 and eight point five yeah okay yeah like a, a solid eight for me but like dude, I said, it didn't they, blow me away, but it was it was it was good. What they you know what they did get right though? Even though I couldn't stand like the broodiness of it. You mean like the lighting? The lighting was beautiful. Yes, the lighting. I'm 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 referring to like the character expression though. Like yeah. whenever a character would have an expression on his face, whew, that would it would it would it, you would feel, you felt it. You felt the anger or you oh man, it was good. It was good. That part was good anyway. But like the rest of it was Super just whatever. <laughs> and then the final part here, brother, is the story. Ten. Done. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to explain it? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Of course All I'll right. explain, though. All right. The story the, uh, was... Mike Chuck, Mike Fu, Mike Fu. We both giving it a ten because we agree. This Ain't sto- nothing to say. <laughs> it's a ten. It's perfect. The sto- <laughs> this yeah. is a story. <laughs> Story is unmatched, man. Um, like I said, besides Thorfinn's broodiness, the story was fucking great. Like the way they moved throughout these these lands, and as much as you hated uh, Askeladd and his people, or whatever, however you say it, I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm sorry, I apologize. But the, you couldn't stand his people. But like when something would happen to his people, you kind of felt it. Like the, the storytelling was just great, and then Canute's drip was phenomenal the way he came came of age i guess you can call it was great and then the, the whole chess match between the king um and Askeladd was just perfect the rap could do a little bit better but like that's that's not going to take away from this overall story uh you know i completely enjoyed the wrap up of this season and i was like let's did, fucking go what did you um, enjoy though because it didn't wrap anything like the last but it was but like the last two minutes but that's what i i wanted though i didn't necessarily want to rap i knew that there was there I'm had to be you. more i agree i'm with you it did, there had to be more right yeah so if they would have just wrapped it up and said boom here's the end of this season and here's some tight ends no i don't i don't want tight ends because i wanted i want another season i want something to talk about on my check waifu waifu <laughs> it made me hype yeah. The, the it, it was to me it was a great rap because like that those last two episodes so first of all from the beginning to the end it flowed through years and months yeah. and episodes and it felt natural like natural progression straight up and the story was being told like what felt like an accurate story development like yeah, yeah. they're traveling to get away from Thorkel over a couple of days and they're mm-hmm. still going through other villages doing these different things even though they're trying to evade him and the story That's is crazy. progressing characters dying left and right um and we get to the wrap up where Askeladd is like, nah, you're not about to go kill my people, bruh. I got to show you this real quick. And <laughs> I'm the real king. Let me show you and cut his head off. And it's going to our boy Canute got to put down his own dog is what Thorko will say. Yeah. You know, it, it just to me, I felt like the rap. The, the way that Canute knew what exactly what Askeladd was doing was just it oh my god it was just great man because Askeladd is not dumb and yeah, I felt like it, it put it put our characters in a position for progression mm-hmm. without Even giving further. us too much yeah. if they would have gave us more we would have been like oh okay, okay cool I might not need to watch season two right right they could have easily said all right we're gonna put him on the throne until his what's gonna happen when his brother get back Straight up, King Henry, uh, Harold is his name. When, yeah, when Canute brother get back, what's gonna happen Ooh. when Askeladd people find out he was supposed to be the king and he ain't coming back? Man, 
what's going to happen when Thorfinn actually decided to wake up and say, look, or, uh, look, I can't kill Asgard no more. He gone. Is he going to go after Canute or is he going to go back and get his people and see what's going on with them? What's yeah, going to happen? Yeah. We don't know what's happening next. And I love that. Uh, yeah, that's oh. great. I mean, hopefully he he understands that the fucking other guy puts the hit on his <laughs> put Ascalite's tit on his dad, and he can fucking chop his head off and be just oh, as Floki. Yeah, Floki. Yeah, I he, I hate Floki yeah, so much. Sure. I want I, I want Floki life to be gone. Yeah, I can't. He's like the worst kind of person in the world. Like you just cannot stand snakes like that. And that's like exactly what he is. He's gross. He he, he literally gonna be the dude to be like, oh yeah, you're the you're uh you must be. Uh, Thor's son, I'm mm-hmm. gonna uh, just give you a little information. I'm gonna pay Oscar to kill him. Yeah, right. He oh, ain't gonna okay, tell that. He's terrified. Good job. Good job. He's terrified you of know. conflict. It looked like. I mean, but he he's a he's one of them. He's a a Viking. You know, he's yeah. not supposed to be. He's supposed to be dying on the battlefield. Straight up. I don't think he's the type of Viking. No, that would. I think he's the type of Viking that'll run behind his soldiers. Oh, where? Yeah, straight up. Cause, Cause he had somebody else killed. Like you're doing too much, bro. I kind of, I kind of want a, a pre-story though. I want to see what Thor's is really about. Man, listen, <laughs> give me both. Oh and my him and Thor Cole on the battlefield, just throwing people around. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I want to see what dude that was about. He was the king of them boys. Yeah, straight up. Like, straight up. what was, what was, what was Thor's dad about? What was? Like what did he had to go through to even get with with their sister, their daughter, or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, nuts, man. <sighs> well, I tell Tally that Tally those scores up. Let's take a quick break, and we're gonna come back to with my hero, and we're gonna give you the overall score of Villain Saga. I can't wait to tell y'all what it is. I mean, if y'all can do basic math, y'all will probably figure it out before uh, the break is over. But we'll come back with the results after this quick break and right into our my hero talk after that so stick around uh go to teespring.com slash doors slash my tech waifu waifu and check out some of our merch there we'll be back
and <laughs> welcome back to my check waifu waifu the dirty the dirty 30 we have our scores ready for you um but first before we start that troy boy though the mm. troy boys <laughs> mm. what a dope sound definitely different than our usual but still chill still Super chill. chill i like it um so let's start um what did you individually rate Vinland Saga after culminating our scores? So, uh, myself, your boy King Tomiano, gave uh, Vinland Saga a 9.3 out of 10. Ooh, juicy, juicy. And our one and only, Mr. Polo Born Fly, you want to say what you gave it? I gave it a 9.2. Which culminates into an amazing score, putting it high up on our list as a 9.25. Interesting, interesting. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Vinland Saga. <laughs> Straight up. There. Straight up, dude. 9.25, which means that uh, that's third in our mm-hmm. Hall of Greats. We got uh, Astro Lost in Space at a 10. Promise Neverland, I believe, at a 9.3. We might have to double check that. Correct us if we're wrong. And, and then, no, I think Promise Neverland was like a 9.78. It was high. We're going to correct it. We're going to put it in the uh, description. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put the right <laughs> title in the show notes. But Villain Saga, nice 9.25, which I'm okay with. I think that's about right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, we gave uh, lower scores to different categories ourselves. Um, but that's what makes the scoring system so great. Because I, I still rock with a 9.25. For, For sure. sure. And <laughs> It's definitely um, worth the watch, 100%. If you didn't watch yeah. it, you tripping. <laughs> Straight up. Must watch. If Yeah, you, we spoiled it for you already as it is, but still, go watch it. <laughs> and now it's time for the My Hero Talk. Uh, continuing on where we left off from the million. This uh, episode of My Hero is, uh, it was okay. This that's, episode of my, of my Hero is a blue ball episode. Straight up. That's exactly the same way I feel, dude. Dude, that's like, wow, what a description. Because I couldn't think of a one. That's so, perfect. Uh, another guy I work with was saying, My Hero in Academia need to call down before I plus ultra all over the place. And that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it, it wasn't a bad episode. No, 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 no. Not it, just, it, just, it just made us... It, it, it almost like not necessarily kept us on edge for so long, but it was like it was giving you it, it was giving it to you and taking it away, but not not all the way there. It was like you almost there, and just like nah, let me hold that, bro. Yo, that's crazy. That's a great explanation because it it just tipped us. It just tipped us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and now now I understand. Like I'm slightly disappointed. But I'm okay with this episode. Like the episode was good for sure. Like yeah, yeah. seeing so much greatness, it was great. But it definitely it was, just attempted us for sure. It was better than other episodes that gave me disappointment. This right. episode was no. like, look, we gonna we gonna get you just a tip. But <laughs> next week, you right. gonna get to go all the way in. <laughs> maybe even finish. Who knows? Yeah, maybe even you know you might even get a little bit of the week after that. Yeah, but you gonna, you're gonna get most of it next week. That's uh, so funny, man. So That's funny. crazy. It was a great episode. I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, seeing what Overhaul does with his powers, to be expected. You So you, you expected him to break someone down, put that quirk on him. Not Utilize really. that quirk. Not really, but when I saw it, I wasn't shocked. Like, I wasn't surprised. I'm like, oh, okay. That's different. I, it know? almost felt... More heartless than it did in the manga. More heartless, like he just oh. he said, you know, I I know you're willing to give your life in mine. Basically, put his hand over him and just took him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, to me, it was like, damn, bro, like these yeah. dudes was riding with you, period. Like no matter what, and he just was like, did it that easy. Yeah, I guess it's different when you're reading it because like I didn't have time to give a fuck about those dudes. Like I didn't, yeah. I literally did not care two shits of a fuck about those people <laughs> at all. Like, so the, yeah. when he did, I'm like, oh, you know, okay. But you're right. Like, those were his ride or die people. And they kind of show slight, I guess that goes to show some of them flashbacks do be important. 
because they didn't have much to do with those dudes. Like yeah, they had they real, were, like they literally gave him one minute of a flashback. Yeah, like literally one minute, and it was that was it. And then when they when he took his body, I'm like, okay, that that makes sense for what he's doing. I thought he was gonna just, I didn't. Like, that's creative as fuck. The way he uses his cork, it's insane. Yeah. And it it actually is like kind of a um a correlation to the new My Hero Academia movie that's about to come out. Yeah, I was I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait. But like, how does that work? Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he just break down a piece of his body and then reconstructs his body, but with the other's quirk on top of it, which is interesting. Yeah. So, so. But I was gonna say he also made him look a little bit smaller because in the manga he looked like a, a like huge. He looked like he was bigger than um like the muscular muscular dudes. Like oh, he had really? huge muscles and was like bulging and was like fucking everything up. Mm. Interesting, but I don't know. This 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 got me really hyped for the next episode because this is when our boy Deku reaches for uh, Aerie. Yeah, and hopefully he can save her. I know it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think about. Like they kind of you, you they kind of put Deku's power in perspective this episode too. Because you had Lemillion with that beast ass episode and had everybody saying Lemillion should have had one for all. And then Deku come through with his power. And then all he says is 20% Manchester smash or whatever he called it. Like 20%. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And he did that all of that. Cake. Yeah. But he also didn't really hurt Overhaul. Though. Well, he missed. <clears throat> yeah. Overhaul dodged it. Because yeah. you say your shit is predictable, bro. Predictable. Now, what I also uh, did you did you realize that um, Night Eye lost his arm? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, dang! Up. Like, <laughs> we got. Uh, and he said that they' about to die, basically. Yeah, because he saw it. He's like me and you. Oh my god! It's this. This is about to be crazy. This is about to be dope. I mean, this again, this is another one of those times where for me this is kind of predictable. Like the the real ends, but Deku heart saves him basically, essentially. Completely flips the future. And then that's when Night Owls realizes, oh, he did make the right choice in choosing Deku mm-hmm. because of this particular like it's it's super predictable, but I'm I'm here for it. I ain't going nowhere. But is it the right choice? Because if he hadn't given that power to Lemillion to begin with, would Overhaul have even made it this far? Or would that Overhaul have been uh, done in that first punch? Yeah, because I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that necessarily of, oh yeah, because he would have had all my power, so he would have fucked him, blew a hole in his <laughs> face. Him. Yeah, he would have wrecked him ASAP. Like, hey, look, hold this for me. <laughs> but hold this Overhaul would just reconstruct though, wouldn't he? Unless he literally not if he knocked out. Yeah. How can he reconstruct? Yeah, not if he smashes. I don't know if you can keep him in prison. But <laughs> you got to make sure you got gloves on. Yeah, you tape him. <laughs> until you solder some until, gloves on his hand. Yeah, until you reconstruct and deconstruct them gloves. <laughs> straight up, straight up. That's crazy. Oh, it was overall a great episode, though. Overhaul a great episode. <laughs> overhaul a great episode. Oh, that's almost a title word. <laughs> Overhaul, a great episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it was a pretty decent episode. It's not my least favorite episode. It also just wasn't my. It wasn't my favorite, but yeah, yeah, it same. was one hundred percent blue ball episode. Yeah, yeah. Just a tip. Ooh, I think that's what I'm gonna name this episode. Either <laughs> overhaul a great episode or just a tip. <laughs> just a tip. Overhaul a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, man? Which one? QK Dubo. Just a tip. Overhaul a great episode. <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. We I think I did. I think we're gonna do it both. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh God. Oh, but this guy Villain Saga review though. We might have to throw that. The name is that. Nah, we good. Alright, well, this'll wrap episode dirty thirty of My Check Waifu Waifu. Again, follow our social media at My Check Waifu Waifu. Oh, at My Check Waifu on Twitter. Waifu Waifu on Instagram. I'm at Polo Bornfly on all social media. And I'm at King Teliano on all social media. We love you so much. Thank you all so much for your support in 2019. And we can't wait to have you further in 2020. Peace.
Peace. Mic check. One, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Bueno, bueno.